0: Hello everyone and welcome to Not So Secular, the place where we talk about how the world we live in is not as secular as we often think, we just choose to see it that way. My name is Mon Reyes, I am a youth missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. On this episode of the podcast, someone is joining me to have a conversation about mission and discipleship, particularly toward the young people. Why do we do this? How do we do this? All that and more on this episode. Today, I am joined by another guest. This will be the second guest for this podcast. And this this guest who will be joining me for today is a good friend. A good friend. He is someone whom I'm sure you'll learn a lot from. He is a youth missionary. He's been serving in as a youth minister for 10 years now, if not more. And he is actually my boss. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that I am a youth missionary and uh, we we're part of the same community. And he is our youth director. He's the youth director of uh, Feast Youth for Mega Manila. He is an author. He wrote a book about youth ministry about leading young people and um and i'm just glad i'm just glad that he's here to join me for today and, and i believe that you're gonna learn a lot from this person and so without further ado let's welcome to the stage nico capuchon
1: yo thanks for having me man
0: hi okay, nico What's up? So yeah, could, could you introduce yourself further? For, for the listeners who may not know about you yet and what you do. I mentioned youth missionary a couple of times, but what is that exactly? Could you could you tell, tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so I've been working with young people for 10 years now. Um but I've been in youth ministry for
0: wow, 15 years. 15. Longer. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you again? For, for, I'm 31. I'm 31.
1: 31. No, no, not, not 15 years. 17 years. I started... I started... I was 14. Yeah, started in youth ministry I was 14. Started leading when I was 15. So I've been in youth ministry for half my life. Um, and eventually, God called me to work in it full-time. And so... Um, I've been at it for 10 years. My wife and I my, uh, have been in youth ministry for quite quite a long time now. And so what do we do? What do we do? We we lead Bible studies. We do one-to-one um, discipleship. But I think something that I really love doing, and I miss doing because in the middle of the pandemic, um, we couldn't really do it, is really just, Diving into the families of of different young people and getting to know their their uh their parents, getting to know their situation and just helping it helping it become better. Most especially mm-hmm. most especially relationship with their uh with their parents and their siblings. It's something that Sparks joy <laughs> <laughs> if, right. if 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 I could use that term. Um it's difficult, yeah. It's messy, definitely. But it's something that I wouldn't trade for the world. It's it's something that I know has been a very big part of what God has been asking me to do is to help mm. families get better in communicating and understanding each other and journeying towards the lord and just being a community in itself that um, that family that's what i've been doing for the past decade yeah my gosh it's a decade it's been a decade all right and um as the as the ministry grew bigger, responsibilities grew bigger, right. and um, the reach grew bigger, and so needed to bring in more people, and that's why I eventually became what Mon calls a boss, although I don't need it. I don't really feel like I am. I'm, you know, I'm just leader. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, I'm just a an older brother to a team of people that is pursuing the same thing. It's it's just the same thing. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing.
0: Right, right, and um, so you you also mentioned that. You're doing this full-time because there are people that i know for example who serves in ministry like on the sundays you serve in ministry you're part of a community or part of the church or you serve in your parish maybe as an outer servant choir whatever it is that you do but you mentioned that you're doing this full-time so what is that like could you elaborate more on that we are doing this full-time because i'm a yeah
1: yeah yeah mm, Uh. Full time as in this uh this takes um over majority of our waking hours <laughs> and sometimes even our sleeping hours.
0: It's
1: it's not an eight to five. <laughs> yeah, but you know um uh, God is a good boss and he provides well. And he he settles all accounts that needs to be settled. And so yeah, there are worries with, with how to live, um, how to live or how to make a living in, in this kind of life, but I don't know. God's just good. <laughs> he just he just provides and um so yeah, some people they 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 work so that they could serve. Right, so for us, we serve, and then when when needs are when when needs arise, that's the time we try to work for some extra expenses, so yeah,
0: full time overtime, yeah, overtime,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah,, so how would you describe it um? Well, I think you all you already mentioned some of the things that we do, right? We we lead Bible studies, we do one-to-ones. So a lot of it is very up close. A lot of it is very mm. personal. Yeah. Say, um. And and I think if if we're talking about this in community terms, um, this has a lot to do with what we call discipleship. Um, this is associated with what we call yeah the missions discipleship why do we do that what's the point of doing that say if, if for example i am a regular church goer i go to the parish i go to sunday mass every week right how would you how how would a person like me an ordinary person would find that valuable say right
1: how can i explain this in a you know it's 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 just so crazy that i'm i'm going to have a talk on this tomorrow afternoon so why why do we do this in the first place well there are a lot of different reasons why why we do it um some people do it because commanded by the lord you know go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father of the son of the holy spirit teaching them uh everything that i taught you teaching them to obey that's the operant word obey right. obey great everything commission. yeah everything that I have taught you so that's the great commission it's commanded by God that's why we do we we, we do discipleship some of um, some of the people they do this they do evangelism they do discipleship because um, God did something so big for them that this is this is but a response. To to, hmm. um, what God has done in their life, oh, just like the Samaritan woman at the well, hmm. right? So, um, she was met with grace and forgiveness and acceptance that she so craves for, um, because uh because of her um her circumstance. Yeah, and then that led her to. Confront the people who judged her and just, Mm. you know.
0: Tell them about Jesus.
1: Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about who she met. Yeah. Yeah. Some some of us from from our community in the Light of Jesus family, it's because we we do this because it's the mission of the community. Mm. To to make one million disciples. Mm, Right. Some people do this. Some people they do this because someone else did this for them. Paying it forward, they're trying to pay it forward. Um, couldn't thank I couldn't thank my discipler enough, and so I want to do it for someone else. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, for for a handful of us, we do this because of a beatific vision, because of a. Um, an ap- apocalyptic vision if, you, if I could use that term
0: right a, a, what, you, what do you mean by that?
1: A, a vision a vision of revelations, a a vision of heaven and earth unifying. And that's what we're ta- uh, that's what we're working towards right Something that goes beyond that is because that is because of love but also is that but also goes beyond it.
0: Right? right.
1: When when love runs out, when you're tired and you're drained, we continue to do this because we want to establish pockets of heaven here on earth. We want to establish God's kingdom here better in this world. That mm. when when people go to certain aspects of society, they encounter Jesus there. Mm. Right, and, and, and that um this one to one small group transformational encounters with God eventually carries over to different aspects of society like good governance and concern for the environment, taking care of the poor and the poor in spirit, building noble businesses, dignified work, stronger vocation callings, and most importantly for me, at least for me, healthier families. Yeah. This is why we disciple. Yeah, the goal, Um, a lot of people say that the goal is love. I'd say it's the medium. The goal really is a uni- unified, a united heaven and earth. Mm. That's what we're trying to build. Yeah, so that's why we disciple. So many reasons. So many that's possible true. reasons. But That's true. But ultimately, it's really to to help usher in the new Zion, the new Jerusalem. Yeah.
0: You mentioned something very interesting. And I think this is also something that I heard from you um, from before, Pa. About how these people in the youth ministry, like if you think about it, they won't stay young forever like yeah. if you if if you're if you're someone who's trying to reach out say to a group of college students or a group of senior high students like they're not going to stay in school forever right a time will come when they will graduate a time will come when they will be the ones who are in the industry um a time will come when they will be the ones who are in the business world in showbiz in uh, whatever career they pursue and hopefully hopefully by that time um they already know Jesus. By that time, know the si Lord. Diba? <laughs> yeah. And and not just not just that they
1: they know about God, but that they have been transformed by him. Oh and, and when they when they reach that platform of influence, ultimately they could change the world faster than we can. Mm. And, 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 and that's the that's the hope because you know with everything that hap that is happening around the world there's a growing unrest in your heart like can I do something about this but I' am in no position. Who am I to do something to do something so mm. grand or so big or will someone listen to me well yeah but maybe you're not in that position yet to um uh, or maybe you will never be in a position that you could change a big chunk of society in one fell sweep but there would be people that you might be able to influence right now to be to be transformed by God's love to to embrace his precepts to Embrace the vision that God has for this world. And maybe one day they'll be in position to start mm. making those changes.
0: Yeah. You know what you're saying is true. That's something that I'm noticing as well with young people about how, it, what you mentioned, that growing unrest, that it seems like there, there's a lot of people, a lot of young people particularly now who who see that, there are things in society, or there are things in the world that need fixing, and um, well, I, I guess that's true for all time. There's always something that needs fixing, but I think for some reason, I kind of, kind of, I, I can kind of see that um, it's being expressed more. It's like there's this growing frustration. Like if you look at social media, like you look at Twitter, if you spend five minutes on Twitter you can drown in <laughs> drown in the sadness and the agony of people and the rants and the anger and the, and you know people blame all these different sorts of things and and that's true it, it's, it's easy to get overwhelmed without realizing that um, you may not be able to change your barangay or your city or your country but you do have an influence in at least yeah. one person in your life yeah. yeah, and I think that that ties really well with what we talk about in uh, discipleship. In discipleship, um, maybe as we go forward, maybe we can define that better. What do we mean when we use the word discipleship? How how would you define it in in layman's terms? Because well, it's a church word. Yeah,
1: technically, you know, it's it's instruction. It 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 comes from the root word discipline. So it's it's raising someone in in discipline, technically, but in, in in the Christian context, it's raising someone to be able to, um. What's that term? Become like Christ. Well, hmm. so, uh, as as Christians, we know that we are called to be like Christ, but we are not yet, and so we are journeying constantly towards that citizenship in heaven, towards that perfection that we were called to attain. Yeah. In, in theology, it's called eschatology. So um, as we are pilgrims journeying towards the state that we were called to achieve, that we were called to attain, we would need guides. For us to be able to go there, why? Because the world is so distracting. That's true. There is so much distraction, and so much, so much confusion is going on, right? And and people would need guides and um, guideposts actually that could show them the way towards where they have been called. To be, mm. so yeah. and 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 basically, if 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 wanna simplify without watering down, what what discipleship is? Discipleship is really just guiding another person towards the next step that they need to take to become more like Christ.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's really part of what the church is here for. Right. That's part of why jesus came up with the church it's 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 not meant to be done alone um you you mentioned christ likeness as well, which is very interesting, cause it's some—it's one of those things that are nice to say. You know, I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Jesus. But if you get into the meat of it, if you get into <laughs> into actually trying to become like Christ, it's not easy. <laughs> you're gonna be tested. Yeah. You're gonna—you're gonna be as in some of a lot of the values and the, the the things that you will learn along the way will be through difficulty. And um, cause it's not easy. Like for example being christ like is to learn how to love right and love that's one of those things again that is just so easy to say and so easy to um to to look at with rose colored glasses but but if you actually try to love someone in the real sense of it in the christ like sense of it right it's difficult <laughs> that is true that
1: is true because uh the the love that god has or that that the love that we are the standard of that love that we are called to achieve this the standard that god set for that love is just too you know it's 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 too high right and it's it's too good it's too good that it's i I was, good. I was i was talking to to one of my bible study group members and she told me that you know Knowing the goodness of God's love and knowing that we are called to give that kind of love or to share that kind of love is both hopeful and daunting at the same time. Hmm. Hopeful because I've been through a lot of hurt and um, betrayal. Uh, Even from people that I didn't think would betray me, she was saying. And that made me cynical about love. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to believe that there is that kind of love, that that kind of love exists. But, but knowing now that there are people who are capable of, of sharing that love gives me hope. But at the same time, because I know that I am called to share that same love, I don't even know if I can. Hmm. Right it it takes a lot of self giving it takes a a broad perspective to understand people and to be patient with them and to wrestle with your emotions should i shave his head or should i just embrace it <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that stuff like that it's the the standard of the love that that god has has set by his example is just so wow that you 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 would immediately see that it's too good to be true, and maybe even it's too good for this world. Mm. But that's, it.
0: that's it. That's That's what attracts people towards Jesus. That the standard is not bad. It's good by definition. That's yeah. why it's daunting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's what attracts people to 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 the Lord. That it's a love that they can only find in God. The world could never give that kind of love without expecting anything in return. And that's what draws them to the Lord. That's what draws them to to the kingdom. It's it's why Christians have been called, practicing Christians, (laughs) have been called crazy since, since time immemorial. Because the love that they share is crazy. The love that they have for each other, the love that they have for the Lord the way they embrace sacrifice and suffering is crazy they're even called illogical and stupid by by people some even well i've I've been called this I've been called brainwashed right i'm that I was brainwashed and that i'm I'm just a drone a puppet for my leaders and
0: how did how did the conversation go there yeah so
1: well I just told them now We're advised, but we're not controlled. We're advised, but we're not controlled. And in my mind, it made sense. It made sense to stand this way. It made sense to defend this. It made sense to have this opinion. So I was in control. This was full volition. This is my decision Mm. to, to stand firm on this. And if you have a problem with that, then i'm sorry
0: that's my stand
1: yeah and they just went on to troll other people in the comment section because
0: yeah there are people who are like that yeah,
1: yeah because they couldn't you know they they try to provoke emotional responses and uh, they couldn't provoke that from me so okay next person to to troll next person to provoke
0: it's, it's crazy because there are people who are like that uh, who who will criticize you and tell these things about you especially online um, where it's so easy to be anonymous it's so easy to you know with cancel culture and all of these things it's it's so easy to just call out people and tell them what they're doing wrong why you don't agree with them or take the, the little minutia of what they're saying and reinterpret it and then all of these things uh, but yeah you're right if, if you ignore them long enough They'll vanish and yeah. move on to a different, a different
1: actually, target. Actually, the the my my guilty pleasure in in conversing with them is when I start to make sense in their minds, and because of their pride, they cannot retract anything that they just said. So they'll just ignore you because you're starting to make sense, and people are starting to agree. Yeah. So, but you know. The Lord has convicted me on that and so <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's double edged. It also works on us, right? We need to be <laughs> yeah. aware as well. <laughs> so uh, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Um you you Galen, that, that that's true. Eh? I agree with a lot of what you said. And earlier you 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 mentioned that there are different reasons why different people get into this or why different people respond by going into missions or even if it's not full time, even if it's yeah. taking part in evangelizing, taking part in discipleship, serving in ministry in all of these different ways. But what about you? What got you into this? What what's your story? How how did you, from who you were before, get to a point like if, if someone were to ask you, you you mentioned that. You've been doing this for 10 years. But if someone were to ask you, uh, before 10 years ago, if you imagined yourself being the youth director, being the director of Feast Youth for Mega Manila, is that something that you would have wanted or imagined? Or how how did you get there, really? Definitely not. Um,
1: It's not something that you... You know, it's not a career path that
0: you... I want to be youth director in your oh, mind. Yeah. Right? It's not like those, I want to be or I want
1: to be. CEO of isang company. That's, yeah. that's that's not something. That, it's not something that you strive for. It's just, it's something that just happens as you. Well, as our elders have told us, the reward of um, the fruits of ministry is more ministry. So that's what <laughs> happened to me as the fruits started to flow in.
0: More fields were given. Uh, fields
1: were given. <laughs> right? So that's that's actually how I became director. Um, but why did I start? I mentioned a lot of things a while ago. But for me, to be honest, it's a mixture of all of them. Uh, there was a progression to it, actually. There was a progression to it. I started in community because, because of because of something that God did in my life, right? He provided for my family, saved us from not really financial ruin, but from our immediate needs. And for me, it was a scholarship in school because I was, uh, my, my parents were having financial difficulties back then. And we were about to quit school or try to find cheaper schools. I'm. I'm not really sure. I was 13, so I was very young. That's that was as far early as, on. Yeah, that's what that was as far as I could remember. We were in financial, we were in a financial crisis, and God intervened. We we didn't gain everything back, but we were able to walk on water. During those times, because of the graciousness of the Lord, and so that's why I, I I served as a response to what God has done for me and my family. And then, as I grew, as I grew to, uh, as I grew in 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 my understanding of Scripture, as I grew in my journey with the Lord, I started doing this because God said so.
0: Mm what did that look like at the time when you, when you said nah, you started serving like at the time in what way in what form? Oh! Setting up chairs. Hmm. Cleaning the bathroom.
1: Right. Serving food. In that order. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, eventually started fixing setting up music instruments the speakers and, and the mixers. And then I was asked to play guitar. And then I was asked to sing while playing the guitar. And then I was asked to um, lead worship. And then I was you, you see how how yeah. it was just progressing. And then I was asked a lot give, of it was practical. Yeah, and then I was asked to give Bible reflection for that uh, for the for the Sunday gospel. And then it started to become a lifestyle. But it was it was purely because it was a response to what God has done in my life, and it it was because God commanded it. Hmm. Um, when I got into college, I was so immersed into this kind of lifestyle that I started a prayer group in our college back then in in University of Santa Thomas, and that bore fruit. Actually, it didn't last long. That that community, that prayer community, didn't last long. What did I know about succession planning? <laughs> I didn't know anything about that. For me, I was just, you know, doing what God told me to do. That's that's yeah. it. So, but it bore fruit um so much so that a lot of not all, but but a lot of the people that I was able to reach in my college ministry are still in ministry right now. Some of some of them actually we work with so um and we serve with. So it was it was crazy. Um and then I got into I, I was never formally discipled. Right? What do
0: you mean by formally discipled?
1: No one really took me on one to one and and told me na uh told me told me what I should be doing and what I should be changing. Spiritual direction. Uh oh, okay. No one right. no one really helped me in that formally Uh it was all you know informal conversations with our elders but uh when I was called by the Lord to join Light of Jesus family someone took me on small group in one to one and then my and then my my reason for doing this started to change I saw how this guy his name is Jay Gawin had such a big impact in my life, because my family was starting to heal, my relationship with my parents were starting to heal my appreciation of myself it was starting to heal it 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 you know it never reached perfection. I'm still dealing with a lot of it right now, but oh, leaps and bounds, man, hmm. and so my reasons started to change. I wanted to pay it forward, I wanted to do it for someone else because I knew how it could help other people. So because of that experience, I started taking up it upon myself. Yeah, I want to respond to what God has done. Yeah, uh, when when I was 13. Yeah, I, I, I want to follow the Lord because this is His commandment. But also, I want to pay it forward. I want to do it for other people. I I, I had a deeper, more personal reason. I have encountered the Lord and I want to share it right and then I got into leadership and realized that the mission of the community that I was in was to make disciples that make disciples and so okay I'm not just paying it forward I'm contributing to the mission of the church and then as I as I went on the next few years you you'd be tempted to say you'd be tempted to say, Maybe I've done enough. I've given so much. I've discipled many people. Actually, when I was counting the generations of of the disciples that I've made, I counted around eight generations of disciples already. That's
0: Uh-oh. your disciples discipling yeah. other people, discipling other people, discipling yeah.
1: other people. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I've borne much fruit. I've yielded a hundredfold. Maybe that's enough, because my the love in my heart is beginning to run out. I'm getting burnt out. And, uh, i followed the Lord. I've responded. i would probably um, contributed not the most, but a lot to <laughs> to the mission of the community. And so maybe I could take a break. Up until God encountered me through one of my bible study groups and they just told me na when when i'm here in this bible study group i feel like i feel like i'm in a sanctuary i feel like i'm in in a small piece of heaven i'm just just enjoying the love of the lord here and that's it that's when i realized that okay there's more to it than paying it forward. There's more to it than than just doing the mission of the community. Oh, and in my readings, I stumbled upon that. Revelations. Uh 21 verse 1 to 4, wherein the bride of the Lord is being presented to him. A unified heaven and earth. And it just caught my heart. All right. That's that's what we pray in the Lord's Prayer every day. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But if I pray that, yeah. why am I not acting on it? And it, That vision just really consumed my heart. And now I have a renewed purpose for why I'm doing this. I'm doing this for that. I'm doing this for the vision of the Lord, not for the vision of the community, <laughs> not because of his commands, not because of what he has done in my life, or not just because of what he has done mm-hmm. in my life and why and, 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 and how people that I've encountered led me to the Lord. It's really to, to embrace what God wants in this world. Yeah, that's how it transitioned over the years, the span of uh, 17 years
0: yeah but that that's the thing about serving in church right even though you have your leaders and you have your elders and you have the priests and the bishops and the pope um yes we we take part of this movement in a in a in this bigger movement and yes we we serve with them and uh all of these things but we're not just serving them we're we're serving christ yeah I, I think that that's that's something that's beautiful about it. And I I love that. I love how the reasons change, which is very hopeful because, like, for me, in my case, when I entered into youth ministry, I came in with all the wrong reasons. (laughs) I came in because, you know, I had friends. I came in because this was nice. This was fun. I didn't have school at the time. I I had to stop school. That's a different story. I didn't have school at the time. and, and, And I would go out. I liked going out. Um, i was I was trying to fit in all of these things, and I think that's a that's what's beautiful about it is that God has a way of um refining your intentions, refining your motives as as long as you submit to him <laughs> as long as you submit to him
1: well, you know that that just means we're growing and we're that's maturing true. maturing in our spirit in our journey with the Lord and um well, you know, I came in because it was required in school. <laughs> yeah, it was, college uh, students
0: who are yeah. part of Catholic schools can relate to that. Right.
1: So I was in high school. Um, there was a school requirement I needed to serve, so I was doing it for the grade. But then God has something different. Had something different for me. I stayed because I encountered the Lord. I stayed because of what God has done in in my mm. life. And that made all the difference. So, I think I, I just want to say this for for all of you who are listening, and you feel like because you know that you, you're you're familiar with your own brokenness, you know that sometimes you do these things for the wrong reasons. But first, I want to congratulate you because you're listening to this. That means there's um you you're you're taking a step towards the right direction, you know, yeah. I want to, I want to I get better. I want to, I want to grow out of those wrong reasons. So that's good. And second is that it's just a matter of time. Just con- continue to pursue the Lord and let his love start to take root in your heart and wash away, wash away the wrong reasons why you are with him. Right. But, the worst thing the worst thing that you could do is to deny to deny in your heart to deny in your heart those wrong reasons because you know the right reasons of of why why you need to be in in ministry or why you're doing this so acknowledge it acknowledge it bring it to the lord allow him to see allow people to hear it and allow god to approve it
0: hmm that that ties really well with what you were saying a while ago about um uh, on earth as in heaven the lord's prayer and that's very it's a i i do think that's a very beautiful perspective because because oftentimes when when the the christian view is uh is caricatured <laughs> say or not just caricatured or, or common understanding, let's say, of the Christian view is you have to do good so that when your life ends, you get to be with God. If you don't do good, you go go to the bad place, right? Uh, You either go to the good place or the bad place. And sometimes we, there is some truth into that, right? There is some truth into that if you talk about eschatology, if you talk about, yes, for sure. That's a topic for a different day. But but I I like how Jesus' emphasis was not about us going to heaven but about heaven coming here about on earth as it is in heaven when he preached he says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand the kingdom of heaven is here and and that kind of theology that kind of thinking paves the way for the need for Transformation paves the way for the need for sanctification here, now, Now. with where we are now. That's why we need to grow. That's why we need to mature as followers of Christ. And I think that's part of the goals of discipleship as well. That as we journey with each other, what do we do? We want to become more like Christ. We want to learn how to follow Him better. We want to be, yeah, to be sanctified, to be. Purified, basically, and and which again ties to what we were saying about intentions. It could happen with wrong intentions slowly be, being purified by God. It could happen with certain habits, certain actions, certain perspectives, even addictions that seem to be difficult to get out of. It's 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 part of the process now that we need to uh, as as we're not just trying to make our way to heaven. We're doing our best. So that heaven would be real here now.
1: Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people, as we were talking about heaven, um, a lot of people have this understanding that heaven is the destination of where we want to go, right? And the path towards that is holiness. But I, I would, I would argue that holiness is the goal, and obedience is the path. So we are we are a holy people set apart by the Lord. For, for, for new Christians, that's what you said yes to, right? Be, being a people of God means a people that is set apart. Set apart for what? Set apart for a specific purpose, for the purposes of his kingdom, for the purposes of his love and, and his mercy and forgiveness and his glory, right? That's That's what you said yes to. And people have this idea that I need to be holy. That's why I need to pray. I need to go this and I I need to do this so that I could reach the destination. But holiness is the goal of God's will, not the path to God's will. He wants you to be set apart. That's why He's setting in front of you stuff that He wants you to confront, stuff that He wants you to build, stuff that He wants you to forgive. Um, things that He wants you to understand and to grow into. And as you obey daily, obedience, you know, obedience brings clarity. And clarity brings a deeper obedience. Mas, mas madaling, in, in Tagalog, mas madali kasing, the idea is, mas madali kasing sumunod kapag malinaw. Pero minsan, mm. hindi yan magiging malinaw kung hindi ka muna susunod. Right. right. So, you obey first, and then it becomes clear. And as it becomes clear, obedience becomes. Um, I cannot say that it becomes easier. It you just become more willing to obey because yeah. you understand it better. It's it's not gonna be easier. It it's it actually demands more and more from you, but it doesn't drain you. Actually, it, it builds you up. And as you do this you would see that you are actualizing what it means to be set apart from the Lord. And heaven? Heaven becomes real here now because of the way you're living. Maybe not for you, but definitely for the people around you. And these are things that I only realized when... because, Because vision of heaven no more hunger, no more wars, no more, it's the vision of heaven. But, but, with the way I'm living, people begin to experience heaven here now. And, for me, that's wow. That's wow. Uh, it wasn't because I strive to do that, and so I cannot boast, I, I cannot boast about that. No, and Most especially because I know my weaknesses. But it's just such an amazing privilege that people that we encounter get to experience a little bit of what it means to be in the presence of the Lord because of the way we obey and the way we live. And what's beautiful here is that this calling is not entrusted to a few. This calling is for every Christ follower out there. That's how inclusive God is. It doesn't need to be plenty of people that get to experience heaven when they meet you, that get to encounter God when it when they meet you. Even just a handful. Maybe even just one. You're part of this calling. You're part of this um, being set apart.
0: Mm. Obedience brings clarity uh, that's that's really good and and this if, if to add to that this disobedience is not it's not blind obedience this is obedience born out of trust which is where the relationship comes in the relationship with yeah. God which we often talk about um, knowing him That it's not it's not a, a blind leap of faith <laughs> as it's often portrayed right it's there's good basis for it it's because you know Who's there to catch you? Who you know? Who's there to to be with you? To journey with you? Yeah. Now all, all of these things are, are are great. It's very important. And as you said, we're all part of this, right? We're all part of this this um the, the great commission, this um, movement toward reaching the world, toward discipleship, toward evangelization. That's very important. But if but if if I may ask you personally, why? youth ministry i mean you you could also do this say in the singles ministry or right now you're married already you have a kid you could easily be part of the couples ministry but uh, why focus on the youth ministry what is it about the youth ministry well there are selfish reasons <laughs> and
1: there are more uh more um altruistic reasons um Let's start with the selfish ones. Well, as you've said, I have a kid. And so I wanna I wanna make sure that my my kid could run into a pocket of heaven every time the world gets too much. You know, and where can he run? In the youth ministry. Into the youth ministry. So um that's why I'm trying to make sure that youth ministry is good or at least just one you know it doesn't have to be all just one just one where my kid could run to yeah. yeah so um that's that's one of my more selfish reasons but something that is more for the world for 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 the greater the greater good is that i just feel like it's not that older people are incapable of change that's not true. They are capable of change, right? But with the amount of work, with the amount of transformation that needs to be done, I, I know the number of years that that could possibly take. And so, for me, for me, starting from the grassroots is very important. Starting from foundation, yeah, building. yeah, fundamentals uh when 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 they're building their perspective of the world when they are starting to ask difficult questions i want to be there so that they could grow um they could grow with these things as foundations with with gospel truths as foundations and not just as variables that they need to consider instead of instead of um, letting the values of Christ be built around the core of their life. I want the core of their life to be the values of Christ. and just all the other things are built upon it. Just like a, a, a house on solid rock versus a house on mm. sinking sand. So that's that's why I'm doing this. But don't get me wrong. Yes'm I'm, yes I'm a youth minister. But I'm also ministering to couples. I'm also ministering to um, young young adults, uh, singles. So I'm, it's not that I'm not doing that. It's just that I'm not focusing on that. That's a, it's not exclusive. Yeah, it's not exclusive to that. But that's that's a side ministry for me, right? Uh, because I wanna pave the way for the future generation. Yeah. With, with the adults right now you know where they are you know their spheres of influence right but with the young people the potential is just you know off the charts you you cannot possibly say who's going to be the next president or who's going to be the next pope or you know who's going to be the next Catherine Bernardo, <laughs> you know you cannot, you cannot, you cannot really say that. um And so you invest in the young people, knowing that they'll reach potentially bigger places than my current reach right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they will. They really will. I, when I look at the young people, as in a lot of the young people that. Um, I've met in youth ministry as well or I meet in the campuses. You can really see that they, these people really have potential that these people are really going somewhere. Sometimes you just see that in people. Right? And even if even if it's it's not the kind of influence that we would look up to, say in, in mainstream media or so on. Just the influence of their family is another thing. Just the influence of their Inner circles is also very important because, you know, we're we're made up of people. We're made up of groups of people, and well, uh, you mentioned that for for older individuals, um, change is is very much possible, right? But it might take more work. Well, that's the thing. If you've been functioning in a certain way for so long, right? Um, but anything is possible with God, of course. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, it's 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 more difficult because first they have more to lose.
0: Right? Mm, yeah. Um it's not as easy to risk. Yeah. Unlike when you're young, it can just you know, you don't have much to use. you live in your parents' house, for example. Yeah. yeah. So um young people are more malleable, they're more formable.
1: <laughs> um, but it doesn't mean that older people do not have a capacity for change. They have That's true. um and they have their own spheres of influence. It's just that in in if if how, how can i say this for example a school um going into school getting a degree would take you x number of years like around what six then 6 12 primary education yeah. or? plus a four-year course but... is around 16 16 to 18 years
0: to, to irregular ka pa, kaya dag, dag 2 years
1: right. <laughs> Siguro ikaw mo. So, <laughs> 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 kidding, kidding. Right. So uh let's let's say yeah it it takes 18 to 20 years. And so if you're raising an adult that is a baby Christian towards the fullness of Christian maturity, let's say let's let's just assume that it takes the same number of years. So if you started at 40, it they'd be fully matured by around 60 years old, 65 years old. And their their capacity to to reach more for the Lord is slimmer. So it's it's more of a strategic move, you know, let's focus on the next generation because they would uh they have more time. They have more time to grow. They have more time to change the world. They have more time to reach more people. I'm not saying that older people do not have that capacity to reach other people. But you get what I'm saying, right? You get
0: what I'm saying. I think that's part part of the reason why we at we try to attack this from all these different directions, right? At the same time, we're not alone in the youth ministry; just doing youth stuff. Uh, we have brothers and sisters who are helping us out um, from the other side, say, of the family, from, from the singles and from the couples, and uh, and I think it's that combined effort that really makes a difference. Um, yeah. So if if that could be say a potential a potential hindrance, if that is a possible potential hindrance for the older people. What do you think is a hindrance? Or what do you think are the biggest hindrances that young people have? Right. Especially today. I mean, in, in the time that we're in now. Man,
1: they have a lot. Actually, there's more hindrances for young people. So it, I think it's it's directly
0: proportional to the potential that they have. right? So potential is neutral. Yeah. It could go either way. Yeah. Right? It could be positive or negative. Yeah. Cuz cuz
1: with, with older people, what I love about older people that I disciple. Mind you, I disciple people older than me. Okay. <laughs> so, um spiritual maturity is, and spiritual parenthood hood is is not about the age. It's it's about um uh your your what do you call this? Your position in that journey, where you have been and where you are now and they could get something from that. So what I love about older people is they're more focused and they're more disciplined. It's just that they have perspectives that doesn't really align with with, um, the perspectives of the Lord, but they have been practicing for a while and it has been habitual. And it takes so much to unlearn all of these things. So those are the common feedback that uh, that I get from 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 older people that I disciple. So um, with young people, there's this a, a broad term distraction. That's, that could be subdivided to so many different things already, right? The influence of other people in their lives, the influence of media in their lives, the influence of the circumstance that they're growing up in, influence of teachers, their peers, um, their coping mechanisms for the brokenness that they have. Uh, isolation is one of the one of the one of the things that is pulling young people back right now. So there's there's a lot. Yeah, we could talk about we could talk about potential hindrances, but I, I wanna I wanna talk about more of I, I wanna talk about solution, a simple solution to all of these things, simple solution to all the possible hindrances that young people may have in journeying towards the Lord.
0: I think that's that's a good place then. Um, as we bring this conversation to an end, maybe we could end it with something concrete, right? Say if someone is listening who is a parent or an educator, a tito, tita, maybe an even older brother, older um, sister, or maybe even a youth leader, right? Um, what do they need to keep to heart as as they as they do these things? A simple solution. Availability.
1: Be available. Be available for them. Because if the world is more available to them than a Christ-like leader is, then the world would be able to plant more than God can. And so be available, most especially in their crucial moments. Be available in their rock bottoms. Be available to hang out. Be, Be available to converse. Because these simple things that we often take for granted because we think events are more important or big encounters with the Lord are more important. No. Those coffee table conversations, those conversations over lunch or dinner or while playing basketball or just being there at 2 a.m. in the morning because they broke up, you know, or they got busted (laughs) or turned down by by the person that they love speaks more to them than what we could teach and so availability is key include that in your calendar include that in, in your daily schedule a time to be available for young people and I tell you slowly but surely the world will change for the better because you made yourself available even just for one person, for
0: one young person.
1: Yeah, a simple solution to a complex problem.
0: Availability. I think that is a, a good place to wrap this up, a good place to end. Um I hope this has been valuable to you guys who have been listening. And uh, as we wrap this up, Queenigo, do you have uh, somewhere that you would like to direct our listeners if they want to get in touch with uh, what you're doing, with your book maybe, or the youth ministry? Um, this is a uh, time for you to show them where they could go from here if they want to hear from from you more and get involved more.
1: Right. Well, my book is... My book is available in Shepherd's Shepherd's Voice Publications. So that's SVP. Or you could just go to kerygmabooks.com. It's there. It's called Reckless: A Disciples' Guide to Bringing Young People Closer to Jesus. So you could get it there. It's available in ebook or you just want to get it delivered via LBC or Move. It's it's up to you. Um, well, I'm more active on Twitter. But you could find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Niko Caposon. N i k o c a p u c i o n. But you know that doesn't really matter. It's best that you connect with Feast Youth. So connect with Feast Youth. Uh, if this is a if this is something that you feel you feel a tug towards, connect with Feast Youth. Um, check out what we're doing. Check out how
0: we're about to have our camp.
1: Yeah, we're about to have our camps. Yeah so um you have kids or you're a, you, you're a young person you could you could go and sign up there for for our online camp hopefully by next year or next next year we could have live camps again personal uh face to face camps i mean so um what else yeah if if god is calling you to support this ministry please check it out so that you could get to know how you could support our ministry because everything is fully fundraised. So we fundraise for our missionaries' um, daily expenses so that they could focus radically on mission. A lot of people have been supporting us. And so I just want to take this opportunity to thank you as well if you are a Feast Youth partner. Thank you so much. We hope that you've seen how we've multiplied the trust that you have given to us. So Thank you so much. You have been a big part of our youth ministry. And you are one of the reasons why we are able to do what we're doing right now. So yeah, that's it. If there's anything else, pray for us. Pray for us. Yeah. Pray for us. There's so much to do. We're severely undermanned. Oh, which brings me to another point. Yeah. if, If you feel called to do this, we... We might have um, this might be an avenue for you for the calling of the Lord um so yeah check us out pray for us support get involved thank you mon
0: and with that thank you very much for listening we'll see you on the next episode bye bye